What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We hope you guys had an incredible weekend. Mr. Jacob Gaffney, how was your weekend? It was awesome, man. Got a puppy. What? Got, got a puppy. Yeah. For for the family. We were we were on a waiting list forever. Look at this. Whoa, puppy whoa. love. Oh, look at that. I'm gonna send this photo to Jerry and Molly. I'm gonna try to get next pets. I think I finally have a good chance. They they yes. they've been telling me that my previous animals just aren't cute enough. Uh, for whatever reason, I send them bunnies. I send them, but Jerry and Molly, if you're out there, I, I try to send you that photo. I am going to get into next pets. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Next pets, you got to keep stay tuned. Jacob Gaffney's going to be there, dude. So, what kind of dog is it? it looks like what is that, that? Is that is a golden doodle? Is it a doodle? I was yeah, going to say it, it looks is. like a golden doodle. It is, awesome. a, it is a golden doodle. So, um, okay. I, think, I think I can't remember exactly, uh, but I think it was. I think I think it went poodle, uh, uh, golden lab, and then. Back to poodle again. There's a there's a specific term for it. I I, I don't know. Uh, I, I lose track. But uh, very uh, very long night last night. The dog um, was very lonely in its crate. So anyway, that's that was me. That was my Easter. That was my that was my long weekends. Uh, nice. How about you? Oh man, I was, many of you guys know I work on a farm. You can kind of hear in my voice. We did all our, like our field burnings. We burned like our old garden and stuff like that, getting ready. Spring is just around the corner. It's in the air. So we were burning our, uh, burning all our old farm stuff. We were burning all the weeds, getting ready for a uh, new growth, new 2021. I'm excited for it. So that, that was my weekend. That was a, uh, yeah, I felt like a farmer. I should have posted more pictures because I was on my tractor over the weekend, get my oh, tractor man. on, man. Yeah. So people are like, wait a minute, you don't seem like the tractor type of guy. And I'm like, come hang out, come hang out at the pits de casa, the casa de pits, and you'll see me yeah. on the tractor, man. It's all a good time. So, but let me tell you what, man, I'm excited to get into some of the, some of the stuff this morning because we got a lot to talk about. We got some mm -hmm. big things on the horizon, my friend, but let's start with this. Let's start with the CDC yes. because that's there was some interesting uh some interesting announcements from our good friends over the cdc so let's kind of dive into that so the cdc has said with a vaccination you can travel at a very very low risk hmm. uh this is basically the green light to move out of the lockdown and to begin to go and you can see right there get shot to arm see you all at nba annual we're all Woo! going to nba annual so uh that's the big conference obviously but there's a ton uh we had a meeting uh last week josh where we talked about conference plans uh on the yeah. back of this so if you're not getting together with your team to talk about how you're going to travel you're going to be uh i think i think you're going to be left in the dust because i think a lot of people are going to be traveling uh, oh, the second yeah. half of the year. I just I, I just see a lot of people wanting to go out to the conferences. There is one catch. Let's hear it. You got to wear the mask. Got to wear the mask. Wear the mask on the plane. So it is uh, this. The CDC is saying, you know, mm, you, we're, we're still going to do the mask. People, you know, whether you agree with it or not, uh, get the job, wear the mask. Let's get back to work. Let's uh, put any personal feelings Behind, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of catching up. Let's not have a third Easter in lockdown. Let's not have a repeat holiday in lockdown. Let's get over this and let's be smart and respect each other. Uh, that's, that's my soapbox. I'm done. That, that's it. You're going to end on that. Now, let's real quick clarification. This, you do have to have, like, if you really want to travel, you have to get the vaccine. Let, I mean, just being clear on that, because we even had some people, I had some people message me about this, like, well, wait a minute. Does that mean, like, I can't fly if I don't have the vaccine? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, yes, that's the case. Like, that, you need the vaccine. 
There are like like a lot of things that come down from the federal government, uh, this administration, previous administration, the one before that, every single one going all the way back. You know, there's always going to be a lack of information. Sure. There's always going to be a lack of total guidance. Like, can I travel with just one dose? Right. Uh, yes, you can. Right. But these are questions. People have questions. So just try to be smart. Try to be open, you know, and remember the airlines can change to whatever it is they want to do as well. So you just have to be careful. Just get to the conference. Be safe. What will the conferences look like? Will we be wearing masks? Well, think about that. The only way you really kind of got to the conference is by taking a plane. So you're probably vaccinated. So the conferences should be okay, too. Yep. If it holds, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Right. Let's move Jer- on. Jerry says, congrats and can't wait to see the new puppy. Hashtag next pets. Yes. Jacob. Yeah. Yes. Jacob, you made it, man. You made it. it. Let's go. Let's, you, you made you basically. I'll remember you, Josh. I'll remember you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. My, my you, puppy are famous. I'll, I'll, you, I'll, still, I'll, still, I'll still think of you, um, I appreciate uh, that. John. I mean, Josh, Josh, sorry. Something like that. It's all good. It's, it, I'm forgettable. All right, let's talk about TikTok, my friend. TikTok and mortgages. Yeah. Wait a second. So, okay. So uh, I grew up with your typical financial literacy coming from faces, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, had, had a lot of fun watching Jim Cramer and his explosions over the year, you know, uh, you, you have all sorts of people. Dave Ramsey does stuff on mortgages. Um, so so having so millennials aren't into being talked to about their financials. No. Uh, what they are into is is TikTok. And and uh, as we shared on Rise and Shred, this TikTok in particular, see what's that face <laughs> about? Why is she why is she dancing? Dude. This this TikTok, okay, this individual has started her own website. In this TikTok, she's saying uh, you know, spending $5 a day on lattes does not impact your ability to get a down payment. All right. This individual is huge. She has her own website. Yep. She has her own financial literacy emails that you could sign up to. She has a much larger following in the millennial space than anyone else. And it's because of videos like this. Yeah. More than 200,000 views of this video on how to get a down payment, how to save for a down payment. I don't get it, Josh. I need you. What you do is this, right? You direct people. You say all the time, if you're not on TikTok, you're not getting attention. If you're not on Instagram, you're not getting attention. I'm old school LinkedIn, Twitter guy. Uh, what am I watching here? Why is this so popular? Can you explain this, it to me yes. a little bit? Okay, so let's break this down because this is a perfect example of something I talk about all the time. So this gal, this this her first 100K, she's not a, she's not a mortgage professional. Let's be very, very clear on that. She is not a mortgage professional. She does not have an NMLS number. And as a matter of fact, if you go to her link tree in her TikTok, or if you go to her Instagram, she's actually, she's basically just a an entrepreneur who's trying to give money advice. Like, and she's doing fun things like this. But here, Jacob, let's kind of break this down. Why people are connecting with this. I'm going to be very raw. I'm probably going to offend some people. I'm probably going to say something a bit that people are like, oh, can he even say that? Look how she's not wearing makeup in this. She is mm-hmm. very, very real. Millennials are connecting with that. She's got her little outfit on. She's doing this little dance. Is it perfect? No, it's, it's a little bit quirky. It's a little bit like, it's like, oh my gosh, did she really just do that? But that's what millennial, this generation, they love seeing who some, somebody who is so comfortable in her own skin and is willing to put out this information. And again, look at it, ladies and gentlemen, look at it from a pure like information standpoint. Is there a ton of information in here? No, it's very, very simple, very, very to the point. And it really, all it does for me and you, Jacob, is like, 
I want to know more. What the heck is she talking about? This is called clickbait. This is exactly like she wants us to go see more. She wants us to go to her website. She wants us to learn more. And basically, it's kind of a funnel. That's what TikTok is being used in such a cool way, in a unique way. And this gal, she absolutely nails it. Tori Dunlap, calling herself the money expert, she's, she's doing such a great job. It's connecting with people. This video, you can see, has over 223,000 likes. It has well over a million views on TikTok. Well over a million views on TikTok. But again, Jacob, this is what people are liking. This is what people are engaging with right now. People want to see different. People want to see people in their own skin. People want to see them being a little bit. You and I, we have fun with the, with the Rise and Shred show. I don't know if it, you and I ever are going to be uh, doing a little TikTok dancing or anything, <laughs> but like that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, this it works for her. Is this going to work for everybody else? Can the can can the director of the CFPB do the same thing? Probably not. I don't know if it'll hit the same way, but for her and for her audience, it works. That's it's it. great. I mean, I think it works. Even it, it's it's appealing to us as well. We're sitting here; our eyes are. Yeah. It's better. It's better every loop. Uh, I like how she uh, takes a soft stab at Dave Ramsey, and she's yeah. got music in there that she credits and all that. And yep. like you said, it is an unvarnished, realistic look. She's clearly in some sort of rental property, you know, dancing, saving her way up to, to buy to, to to get a down payment on a home. The message is there. The message is the same, and and quite frankly, she's better at it. Yeah, she's better at it. She's she's doing she's doing better. She's reaching a wider audience, and uh, and congratulations to her. Uh, we'll keep posting this stuff, you know, everyone out there. We'll keep we'll keep posting this stuff because it's interesting uh, to see how the next generation is using the social media tools in a responsible way to get people out there and on the property ladder. So it's really exciting. Really exciting. Uh, uh, really exciting stuff. And again, huge shout out to Tori for putting herself out there. Again, most people look at this like, oh my God. They're, and if you look at the comments, and I, this is a perfect example, and I share this with a lot of you guys, don't read the comments. There's so many hate. Find your haters because every for every hater you, you find, there are 10 more people who love you. So it, it is it is interesting. It is interesting how how uh, our our generation um, does not like to have the bad comments. I no. mean, is the major when I talk to my clients, a lot of them they're like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to really put myself out there," or they want to control the message, and it becomes such a such a corporate message right. that uh, it can kind of limit the comments, and that's that is a strategy. But in some cases, you do want to have the comments and Absolutely. you do want to have people on there saying their saying their real deal because let's yeah. it's changed. We used we when we started off, Josh, if people write something uh, nasty, whether for me it was you know about our content on housing wire, they write something nasty. I take it personal. Sure, um, I never once thought, well, that's a re re reflection that's poorly on the person doing the commenting, even if they're anonymous comments or whatever. We were we were like policing the whole time. And right. you, know, you change the outcome of something when you measure it. Right. right. So that was, that was the big thing. And it's like, it's, it takes a lot to be able to put yourself out there and to just let the comments go. I, I'm, I didn't read the comments, to be honest. Uh, I, I let you do all the, the marketing research there because you're a pro at TikTok. Oh, thank you. Um, but I do think that if you are going to do a video like that, if you're not going to do the hoop earrings, I do want to see the blue jean cutoff shorts. Oh, game on. I'm doing just, it. Just put it all together on the tractor and we're good. <laughs> she thinks my tractor's sexy getting that in the background, man. I'm good. I, I, I feel a TikTok coming on. Jacob, Jacob just challenged me. It's going down. Yes. All right. Let's move to something. As much as I love TikTok, I can talk about TikTok and all times social media all day long. But we have a little more interesting thing to talk about. Jacob, the CFPB has given a warning. 
Yes. Is this something we should be taking lighthearted or is this something that is this serious? Um, I think we should really take a hard look at the provision set aside in the CFPB announcement. It is not uh, it's basically your first step towards a formal inquiry into actual servicers. But the CFPB has launched a warning against mortgage servicers. Um, and you could see uh, that if you go to the actual release, and I, I apologize, we neglected to link to it there. But um, if you search CFPB mortgage servicers, it's going to be the one that comes up from the CFPB. Uh, they have basically announced a seven point uh, offenders list of things if you're doing and if they catch you, there's going to be trouble. So there's a lot, a lot there. And I got to tell you, Josh, mortgage servicers are not doing most of it. Mm. There's almost, I, I cannot think of a single mortgage service. I'm not trying to beat up on the mortgage servicers. Of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the unprecedented volume for them. You know, the business model was never meant. There you go. Thank you. So if you scroll down a little bit, you'll get to the list. Uh, and you can see being proactive. Okay, boom. That eliminates 90% of mortgage servicers from compliance. <laughs> Okay, like that, and my statement of ninety percent, while anecdotal, probably has a margin of error of around ten percent. Okay, I don't know of a single mortgage servicer that's like, okay, Josh, um, let me see, your forbearance is up in two months. I'm going to send you an options checklist with a number to call. It's not happening. No, nope. it's not happening. And now you get into these, you get you get into this real like, like I said, the guidance from the federal government is is often as confusing as it is informative. Now you get working with borrowers. Well, what? How is that different from being proactive? Why is that a separate bullet point? Uh, how is that a separate charge? It's unclear because being proactive and working with borrowers is kind of to me, it's the same thing. Adjust yeah. language access. Now this is a huge, huge issue for the CFPB. Aside from English and aside from lang, uh, aside from Spanish. Uh, how how much do servicers really have language proficiency in mind when it comes to their documentation? Good question. Um, you know, can they can they give it in Urdu? Can they give it in Farsi? Can they do that? I mean, there's a, a huge diverse population of non-English speakers who are probably wondering what their guidance is. Uh, and it's just it, it, I don't I do not see them having equal language access according to the Credit Opportunity Act. I mean, the other three, now we've already established that these three are going to be nearly impossible for mortgage services to make. Yep. So evaluating income fairly, handling inquiries promptly, preventing avoidable avoidable foreclosures like that. That that's all kind of like the the, the gimmies, you know, they are they yeah. are they are preventing foreclosures by simply complying with the act. Of course. Um, you know, they are trying to handle the inquiries promptly. The inquiries, that's when the borrower is reaching out to you, right? Right. They're trying to do that. So with the bottom three, right, that's more than enough to keep servicers busy. Oh, absolutely. With just the bottom three. The top three, there is no way they're going to reach compliance. Now, what we haven't seen from the CFPB is like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Like, this is, this, is, this is something no servicer is going to be able to do in the current environment, right? So if they don't start adopting technological solutions on the fly very quickly, uh, it's, it's going to be very difficult for them. Now, what we don't know is what sort of enforcement action we're going to begin to see from the CFPB. That's we what I was going to ask. Yep. We've not seen them leverage whether it's going to be a heavy hand for regulation, whether it's going to be the hammer or the sword. Right. We don't know whether it's going to be like in the previous administration where it's just kind of 
the amounts to a warning or the administration before that, where it's a, where it's a, where it's a bend the firm, but don't break it in terms right. of monetary uh, fines and the amounts that they have to pay. Sure. Um, is it just going to be some sort of watch list that you have, you know, six months to get on? Hopefully it's not. Hopefully they will not come down so hard on the servicers and hopefully they will be able to give them a chance to introduce corrective actions. Again, the things they're asking for were things servicers didn't provide before. Right. So it's essentially like going to a hamburger shop and saying, now you have to sell cheesesteaks. Right. So get it done. And if you don't do it, you're going to be, you know, butting up against the head of the law. Like it's, right. it's going to be a challenge for many. And this is the beginning. This warning is just the beginning. It's a warning shot, but it feels very, very serious as we start to eventually move the population out of forbearance and getting them, trying to get them current. In my opinion, and kind of reading over myself, I think it's a good thing. I think it's something we, again, we're talking about it. We not, not, not to make sure I'm clear on this, that with the fact that we are actually talking about it, that we are referencing it, the CFPB is kind of giving everybody a heads up. Like again, owning a mortgage company coming from where I was there. I feel like when we got fined and we, again, there were certain things we were doing. We had no idea. Like, well, like, well, wait a second. We didn't even know the CFPB. I feel like is being a little more proactive in this. So they're saying, Hey, we are giving you a heads up because the last thing Jacob, you or I want, we don't want to see any of you small mom and pop shops, all of you services, anybody out there who's trying to make a living in the mortgage industry. We want to see you succeed. The CFPB for the most part, what, what, depending on what you believe or what you think they're doing their best to try to protect consumers, which that's what our job is, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know what your take is on that, Jacob. Ultimately, go ahead. I, I do see one positive in the CFPB note, and that's the final point where they say prevent avoidable foreclosures. Bingo. I was glad to see that avoidable language in there because the concern of the industry is that there's no inventory. Right. There's not. There's nothing to Jeez. buy out there. There's more agents. I mean, you read writers and right. There's more agents out there than there are properties to sell. Yep. Right. Uh, a huge part of that is the CFPB is putting a pause on a major major industry in this nation. That's the fix and flip, the buy to hold. Uh, these areas aren't flooded with the institutional investors that we had from the previous. This is actual opportunity for real honest Americans to make money and to get homes available with foreclosure inventory. So right. I, I'm glad that the CFPB is moving away from the feeling that prevent all foreclosures of course. Uh, to prevent like you know avoidable foreclosures. So we hope that the foreclosure inventory will will begin to bounce back from the rock bottom lows we hope. that we've seen before because some people just, it's not appropriate for them to own and they're a small minority. You know, we don't like to talk about it because it is an unfortunate incident, but it is a way in which a lot of people generate income and that income is just not there anymore. Right. It's just not there. And people need these homes. You know, we always want responsible home ownership, right? Bingo. Not for everybody. It's for most it's for most, but it's not for everybody. That is a really good kind of point to start wrapping things up. But it is not for everybody. I think that is something really good to remember. Sometimes I think as mortgage professionals, you know, it's we're trying to help people achieve the dream of home ownership. Some people are not yet ready. Like even I love talking about millennials as, as much as I love them, as much as I am one, you know, education, making sure that we are preparing them for what comes with a mortgage. A mortgage is not just like, ah, I got into a new home. No worries anymore. I'm going to sit back and watch my TikToks all day. No, there's responsibility. There's a lot of things that go into that. And responsible homeownership will afford all of us within this industry, mortgage, real estate, all of us, a long-term career in this. So that's Mm -hmm. a really good point made, Jacob. Yeah. I think, you know, when going back to our TikTok star, again, she's in a rental property. Yeah. 
you know, she has not bought a home. I know we're, we're, we're making a couple of leaps here in assumptions, sure. but, you know, she has not currently bought a home. So she is aware that there comes a point where you can buy a home, where you can okay. afford a home, where you need to get a home because it makes sense from a personal investment, from a family investment. It makes sense. And it's not for everybody, but it's also an issue of timing. So will we have homes available for when more millennials want to buy? There's still nearly 50 million out there who want homes or will want homes eventually. So still a lot of money out there to make. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. Jacob, anything else you want to hit on today? That's it. That's everything for now. That's a lot. Ladies and gentlemen from the CDC, get that shot so you can travel. We want to see you all at NBA. Make sure you get that vaccine. TikTok is on the rise and we're going to continue to share in Rise and Shred some of those trends, some of the things that we're seeing that not, not only are they entertaining, but they're very, very unique and they're very, very thought provoking, if nothing else. And then of course the CFPB. Guys, make sure you click that link below. Subscribe to Rise and Shred right now so you don't miss a single dose of the daily diary of this mortgage industry. We continue Jacob and the entire team put so much behind it. You don't want to miss a single day of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jacob Gavney, as always, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing all that you did. We guarantee you found something in this today that's going to help you within your business. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you guys to go shred, go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See you guys.